guys, it's Simi, and this is Brussling Unlimited, as we are here on the 22nd of September 2021 to talk about everything that went down tonight on AEW Dynamite Grand Slam. Now, if you're going to ask me what I thought of the show, I'm going to say that the main event, not the main event, well, what what's technically the main event, but the opening match. Phenomenal, great. I mean, it's everything you say. Phenomenal, great, spectacular. But then the rest of the show, just an average episode of Dynamite. Nothing else outside of the... And I, and I liked everything. I'm not saying that everything... I'm not saying that anything was bad. I enjoyed the show. But I'm just saying, for as big as they pumped this up to be, outside of that opening match, everything else was just average it was just an average dynamite after the first 30 minutes and that's not a knock i guess you could say a little bit maybe because they hyped this to be such a big stupendous show that there should have been more greatness there really should have been more greatness on this show outside of omega danielson but regardless I thought that, you know, yeah, I thought the show outside of the first match was average. And they had 20,177 people in attendance. Yet, other than no screens above the entrance and the LED ramp, just it didn't look any different than a normal dynamite. And that's the, that's the issue with these wrestling shows. With WWE does it all the time and... AEW does it all the time. You can go in any building and just make it look super generic like you're in the same building every week. Like, they don't do things. And I guess they've tried a little tonight. But they don't do many things to make it look like, you know, differentiate building to building to building. Most wrestling companies are like that, though. But, again, like I said, other than no screens above the entranceway and the LED ramp, like the video ramp, the building itself didn't feel special. Like to me, the building didn't feel special watching on TV. Now I bet being there live, it probably did, but watching on TV, the atmosphere was good. You could tell there was a lot of people, but it didn't come off like, Oh, this is a special show in a tennis stadium, or this is a special show in an unconventional building for wrestling. It didn't come off like that. One iota, one ink, inkling, one bit, one bit. So, that was another missed opportunity that they didn't do anything special with the staging to really make it feel like a different show. Honestly, I thought they have just the one tunnel in Arthur Ashe where the, the tennis players come out and stuff. I thought just that should have been the entrance. You just literally make it look like they're walking out on the tennis court to wrestle. That's what I thought. I thought they should have gone simplistic, super simple. Put the big ass video boards above the ring. Cool. But make it super simple and look different. Make it look like they're in a stadium that's just for tennis, yet we're running wrestling here. So, in my opinion, I think that was another missed opportunity that they didn't do anything super drastic with the stage to make it feel different than most weeks. Again, other than there's not any any videos, screens above the entrance so we could fit more seats, it was just the same. 
excuse me, Fernando Vasquez saying, stop hating. WWE paid you off. Yeah, no. I'm just giving my honest opinions. But you want to say that? How about I time you out, mother sucker? How about that? How about that? You've been timed out. Don't come in here and say WWE paid me off. I said that the show was good. I said that I liked everything on the show. Other than after that for opening matchup, nothing else could have compared and it just felt average. But don't come out here and tell me that I'm, you know, don't say that I'm one way or the other. No. We had this conversation Monday. You can like both things. You can like WWE. You can like AEW. And you can hate on both the same. Don't come into my chat. Try to tell me how to speak, how to talk, what to think. Don't tell me, oh, WWE paid you off. Fuck no. No. But regardless, I want to say thank you for joining me here. Twitch.tv forward slash PWUnlimited. YouTube.com forward slash Pro Wrestling Unlimited. And Twitch.com forward slash, no, Twitter.com forward slash PWUnlimited. Remember, if you are watching on Twitch, you can help us out a couple of different ways. You can help us out by hitting that donate button down below or donating Twitch bits in the live chat. Also remember that you can help us out by subscribing to the channel. You can subscribe to the channel one of two different ways. You can subscribe either with a tiered subscription or, you know, tiered subscription just like Rosario did, or, or you can use Amazon Prime because if you have Amazon Prime, then you have Prime Gaming. All you got to do is link your Amazon account to your Prime or to your Twitch account, and you got Prime Gaming. Prime Gaming sometimes gives you free games, always gives you free stuff for games, and always gives you one free subscription to any Twitch channel you'd want to subscribe to throughout the month. And I greatly appreciate it. Greatly appreciate it if you use that one free subscription on us right here, PW Unlimited. But if you say, I don't have Amazon Prime either, you got to know somebody that does, whether it's your mother, your father, your auntie, your uncle, your brother, your sister, your dog walker, your dad's, your dad's boss, your mom's best friend's son, the guy that brought you your Reeboks from the back of Foot Locker, the girl that said, here are your hot steamy fries at McDonald's this morning because you didn't want a hash brown, you wanted fries. Maybe they've got Amazon Prime. Then you say, can I use your Amazon Prime and link it with my Twitch account? They say yes. You say I'm very grateful for that. And then you help us out right here, Pro Wrestling Unlimited. But with that, also remember on the flip side, if you're watching on YouTube, you can help us out in the live chat with a super chat or a super sticker donation. All super chat donations do get read live on the air. And also remember, you can subscribe to the channel, join the Unlimited Army, and become a channel member. As a channel member, you get early access to news, exclusive news that is, early access to non-news videos, early access to podcast episodes, and so much more. But with that, we're here to talk about AEW Dynamite Grand Slam from Arthur Ashe Stadium in Queens, New York. And the show, immediately, soon as it opens up, out Daniel Bryan, or Bryan Danielson. Out Kenny Omega. And before these two even do anything, this crowd is already going bananas. They started off just staring at each other. Took their time knowing we're going long. And we've got these, these people in the pockets. We got these people in the palm of our hands. 
So they soaked it all in, and Omega powered Danielson into the ropes and, quote, broke the tie-up with a chop. Danielson surprised Omega with a kick to his pectoral muscle. Omega arrogantly broke another hold and was met with another mid-kick for his trouble. Omega countered Danielson's monkey flip with a cartwheel and dropped him with a chop. Danielson bent Omega's fingers back all the way back to the mat and stomped the exposed elbow. He laid in repeated strikes in the corner. Omega tried to turn it around, but Danielson kept up the attack. Danielson sent Omega to the floor and took him out with a great tope suicida. Back in the ring, Danielson landed a diving knee to Omega's outstretched arm. Omega pulled Danielson's hair to reverse the momentum. He laid in some chops, and at this point, Danielson's chest was on fire. Daniel Bryan, Bryan Danielson, I mean, has got just great skin for pro wrestling because his skin turns red instantly from chops, and it just makes like the be- makes it look like the beating is 10 times worse than it is. Danielson eventually fired up, but was cut off with a knee to the gut by Omega. Omega hit the rolling senton and the you can't escape. But Danielson got his knees up on the moonsault attempt. Danielson fought back with some more strikes and a running forearm to take down Omega. A Hurricane Rana followed for a two, but Omega came back with one of his own. Danielson rolled to the floor. Omega called for the Terminator dive and landed it. Danielson countered the Taro Crusher with a series of cradles before flipping over into a cattle mutilation. Omega quickly got his feet under the ropes to break the hold, and Danielson followed up with a Busaki knee on the ramp. Then, out on the ramp, Danielson continued to lay in some mid-kicks. But Omega countered into a brutal snapdragon, and uh, right on the plexiglass, because they have the plexiglass over the LED boards that makes it look like a, um, what's it called, a video screen entrance ramp. So Danielson's down, and he's kind of like trying to get himself back up by using the ropes still on the ramp. Omega then walks up to the top of the ramp and just runs as fast as he can and nails Danielson with a V-trigger as we go to commercial break. Upon return, Omega was still firmly in control. Excuse me. I'm going to sneeze there. Oh my God, like I said, was firmly controlled and immediately just dumps Danielson on the ropes with a nasty buckle bomb. Omega followed this up with a missile drop kick for a two. Danielson then cradled Omega for a two, but was taken out with a spinning wheel kick and a V trigger. Omega perched Danielson on the top turnbuckle, but Danielson escaped and hit an avalanche back, back suplex. He traded strikes until Omega hit a V-trigger. Danielson came back with a discus forearm and a regal plex for a great near fall. At one point, Omega cut Danielson off and took the long climb up the ropes. We hit the 25-minute mark, and Omega landed an insane avalanche dragon suplex for another excellent near fall. He hit another V-trigger and set it for the one-winged angel, but Danielson turned it into a reverse hurricane run. And the interesting thing here is they said, Nobody in AEW is ever kicked out of the one-winged angel. But correct me if I'm wrong. But didn't Moxley kick out of a one-winged angel in the barbed wire match? I believe so. I could be mistaken, and it could have been that 
They were going for the pin, and the barbed wire blew up, and that caused Omega to like have to break the pin or something like that. I don't remember exactly, but there was something where Boxley, they say that, because they said before that match, no one in history has ever kicked out of the one-winged angel. And then I think Moxley kicked out in that match. You guys can correct me if I'm wrong, but it's just what I'm remembering. Danielson, again, like I said, turned a one-winged angel, attempted to a Hurricane Rana. Danielson avoided another V-trigger and hit a buzzsaw kick. Danielson went for a Busaki knee, but Omega turned it into a powerbomb and another V-trigger for a close near fall. Omega climbed to the top rope and went for a Phoenix splash, but Danielson rolled out of the way. Danielson laid in repeated kicks. Omega tried to fight back, but Danielson dropped him for another buzzsaw kick. Omega laid in some stomps before rolling over into a label lock. He couldn't lock on the Omoplata aspect of it, and Omega reached the ropes to break it. Omega hit a V-trigger, and they both countered big moves before a kick sent them both to the mat. They traded headbutts, as Justin Roberts said, 45 seconds left. With 45 seconds left in the match, they're slowly, slowly trying to get to their feet. They're trading headbutts, closed right fists. They're throwing jabs. And all of a sudden, as this crowd is going wild, they're going nuts. We hear ding, ding, ding. Ding, ding, ding. Ding, 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 ding. And they're trying to signal that the match is over. But the two are still fighting. The crowd begins to boo because the match is over. Now, I had an inkling they were going 30 minutes because AEW never, like the commentary, never mentions time. Like, oh, this is a 30-minute match. But when Omega was making his way out to the ring, Excalibur had to let us know. Just to let you guys, he said something along the lines of, and just to let you know watching at home, this match does have a 30-minute time limit. So when, when Excalibur said that, I was just like, okay, this match is going to a time limit draw. Like, it was blatantly obvious when he said that. So the two are fighting. Match is over. A bunch of referees come down to break them up. Out comes the elite. They've got Kenny in one corner. They've got Danielson in another corner. And all of a sudden, Nick Jackson goes on the attack and just mm, super kick right to Danielson. Out comes Jurassic Express and Christian to make the save. And the elite, they run off. They I don't want to say leave with their tail between their legs, but they run away. They run away. Also, Gabriel, telling people what to do in the chat doesn't make you any better. So uh, stop or you're going to get timed out as well. So amazing match. Phenomenal. Intense. I mean, this match was great. Eh? This is probably going to be 2021 match of the year. I could see it right now. Unless we're going to get something in this G1 that outdoes it. I haven't seen it yet. I haven't seen it yet. But then, this is where the show kind of just turned average. Not, not quite. Not quite. Because Punk's promo was, was amazing. Punk cut a great, 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 great promo. He came out and goes, man, I'm glad I'm not wrestling on Dynamite. How do you follow that? Yet then you have the line of, you know, it's been a long time since professional wrestling has been in New York City. And I'm like, are you fucking kidding me, bro? Trying to say that WWE is not professional wrestling. 
yeah, they're they're sports entertainment. But it's just it's it's overdone. It's fucking annoying. It's annoying. So he goes on to talk about how the fans want the old CM Punk back, but they got to be careful what they wish for. He tried to come out here and mean mug, but he's just happy to be here. Also, no stage dive. He says it's been a long time since he's been this pissed off, and nobody can take this from him. He said Team Taz should have really took him out when he didn't go through that table. They should have picked him up and tried again. And so they should have finished the job in a rampage. Powerhouse Hobbs will go to sleep. Um, Gabriel, no. You're telling people in the chat that they need to apologize to me. No one needs to apologize to me. And it's not your job to be telling people what to do. That's the thing. You literally said, and I'll read your comment right here. Ferdinand, you should apologize or leave. What right do you have, motherfucker? And I'm going to say that, motherfucker, to tell people they should leave the chat. Just saying. Just saying before I time your ass out. So then we get average dynamite and the fans did, but really didn't care about MJF versus Brian Pillman jr. And I got something really funny. I want to show you guys. I don't know if you guys saw this on Twitter or not. Let me see. I don't know if you guys saw this on Twitter, but I found this really, really funny. Um, go. That's not what I wanted. Nina. I think it's what it is. Here we go. Here we go. Found it. Found it. So this is MJF's parents. And they... Oh, oh, you guys don't need to see all that. Let's fix that. This is MJF's parents. And they... His dad wore an I hate MJF shirt. And his mom had a sign that says, We're MJF's parents, and we think he sucks too. You gotta love it that they're playing up the gimmick. That their son's... A jackass that their son is hated and that they don't even like their brat of a son. You've gotta love it. Gotta gotta love it. So, like I said, we had MJF versus Brian Pillman Jr. and this match went exactly how I expected. Pillman refused a handshake early on and used a double leg takedown to lay in some shots. He followed it up with repeated arm drags and a big back body drop. Pillman then kept on the attack and kept out-wrestling MJF. MJF eventually slapped crap right out of him. Pillman fired back with one of his own. And MJF begged off before driving Pillman's face into the turnbuckle. Pillman came back with the sunset flip and a backslide before MJF sent him shoulder first into the canvas ahead of a break. Once back, MJF was still in control and taunting Pillman's late father. Pillman used ev uh, evasive maneuvers and hit a high cross to buy some time. Pillman landed repeated forearms and a thrust kick before repeatedly driving MJF's face into the turnbuckle. He then hit a snap power slam and got a two off of it. 
Tillman then looked to hit a dive, but at that moment, MJF would grab Julia Hart, put her in harm's way, and that stopped Pillman from doing the dive. He used a distraction and hit a clothesline. MJF and Hart exchanged words, but the distraction allowed Pillman, though, to hit a diving drop kick. Pillman went for a springboard upon re-entry to the ring, but MJF caught it and turned it into the salt of the earth. It's actually a really good little maneuver here, and he forced Pillman to submit. So Pillman's springboarding off the top rope. I guess he's going to go for like a clothesline or something with his arms stretched out. MJF grabs him, brings him down, salt of the earth, rakes, 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 and eventually Pillman taps out. So we go to the back, and it's Alex Marvez with Chris Jericho and Jake Hager talking about their match this coming Friday against Men of the Year. Also, also, hold on. Someone just sent me something. I need to... Look this up really fast. Um, Give me two seconds, guys. This may be the biggest spoiler ever. That's not really a spoiler, but hold on. Hold on. Give me two seconds to see if there's a photo. If there is a photo, we need a photo. We need a photo. We need a photo. Here we go. Here we go. Here we go. All right, guys. The dynamite spoiler. It's the greatest spoiler in the world. Punk's back in trunks! He ain't wearing the goddamn pants like he wore against Darby when he takes on Powerhouse Hobbs this week. Punk will be back in trunks. All is right with the world again. CM Punk back in trunks. Biggest spoiler of all coming out of AEW Rampage this Friday night. Two-hour edition. They didn't tell us enough times. Two-hour edition. Chris Jargo and Jake Hager talked about Dan Lambert and the men of the year. Hager said the men of the year, more like the boys of the week. Jericho challenged Lambert to bring his American top team guys with him as well. and They'll take them all out. Then we have Malachi Black versus Cody Rhodes. And this match was good, really good, but it still wasn't great. And I guess I'm just comparing everything to that first match. But again, this wasn't any better or any different, really, than the last Cody Black match other than Brandy. Yes, Brandy was there. Brandy came out with Cody, and she actually played a small part into this match. Both men wrestled to a stalemate at the start. Cody took Black down with the right hand, but Black surprised him with a leg sweep. Cody rolled to the floor, and Black feigned on a dive before backflipping into a cross-legged sitting position. Brandy would then enter the ring, flip, uh, sit right in front of him, cross-legged as well, and flip him off, saying, fuck you. I think it's what she says, she said, fuck you, or something like that. This distraction was enough to allow Cody to attack Black, though. Black, though, yet quickly turned it into a modified octopus and cradle for a two. Cody sent Black to the ramp with a disaster kick. He went for a springboard, but Black countered with a jumping knee that the way it was shot, you can tell it didn't actually hit, but Cody sold it big anyways, and Cody did land awkwardly on his elbow, so he sold the elbow because Cody came off the top rope to the ramp. Black jumped up with a knee, and like, so let me sit this way. 
Cody's hand's about here when the knee hits the hand, and the hand never comes back to the face. So it's not like he kneed him or he hit himself in the face or anything. Cody's hand came up here to block it, hit the knee. But then when Cody came down, he came down hard on his elbow on the ramp. And in doing so, sold the elbow bigger than selling the face, like the knee to the face. So you know that that falling on the elbow did really hurt him. We went to a commercial break here and once back, we had a cradle exchange. And Black immediately hit a spinning heel kick. Cody fell limp to the floor and Black couldn't even drag him back into the ring. Eventually, Black got Cody into the ring, but Cody got his legs on the rope during a cover. Black went for a running attack, but Cody used mixed direction and hit a chop block. He then hit a dragon screw across the ropes. Back in the ring, Black surprised Cody with a back elbow and a lifting kick. Black countered the crossroads and just tossed Cody to counter some more offense. Cody caught a kick and went for the crossroads again, but Black escaped. Cody then hit the Cody cutter and a crossroads for a very great close near fall. Orin then got up on the apron trying to, you know, cheer on Cody, but then he slips. He slips off and Black whipped Cody into, because Black whipped Cody into Arn. Forced Cody to check on Black, or check on Arn as Black was watching from the ring. Arn's like, don't worry about me. Get your ass back in that ring. Cody jumps right back in. Cody laid in some strikes in the corner. He wouldn't break the referee's request. Referee's counting three, four. Eventually, shoves the referee out of the way. I couldn't tell exactly what happened here, whether it was Cody that shoved the ref or if Black shoved Cody into the ref. I couldn't tell exactly. But then all of a sudden, the ref grabbed his face because he was shoved, and he, like, turns this way. Black then... Missed in the face of Cody. Cody can't see. Black cradles him. One, two, three. Malachi Black picks up the victory. So Malachi Black is victorious for the second time in a row against Cody. And we'll see where this all does lead to. Are we getting a third match at full gear? That's about almost two months away. So I don't know if they can stretch it out that long. Next up, we got the announcement. Sammy Guevara. Will be challenging next Wednesday on Dynamite for the TNT Championship. Sammy called out Miro for attacking a defenseless man after their match. Miro called him a fool for wanting this match. Next week, they will face off for the TNT title. Sammy Guevara said, once I win that TNT belt, I'll buy Fuego a new car. Because he never should have put his car on the line anyways. Next up, we had Sting and Darby Allen against the team of FTR. And FTR came out wearing NWO-inspired gear. They said that this was an homage to one of Sting's old eras. And I go, cool. And then people online are like, ooh, they're paying a tribute to the New Day. What the fuck they're paying tribute to the New Day? He was trying to say, well, New Day has NWO gear. They wore NWO gear. It's a tribute to the New Day. Fucking Woods wore it once. And then the New Day wore it once together. That was it. This was no tribute to the NWO and the New Day. If anything, he was copying the New Day, but regardless. Uh, Allen started off the match, but FTR won a sting. Sting tag didn't. Overpowered Cash right away. A brief interference from Dax that allowed FTR to take control. Sting fought back with a right hand and a body slam on both opponents. 
He went for a Stinger Splash, but Dax pulled Cash out of the way, and they overwhelmed Sting with a two-on-one advantage. It's a great punch, or a gut punch, from Sting that allowed Allen to tag in and take out both members of FTR with a coffin drop. He went for another to the floor, and they caught him and tossed him into the edge of the ring, the hardest part of the ring, as they went to a commercial break. Once back, Allen used evasive maneuvers to escape the beatdown and reach Sting for yet another tag. The 62-year-old man dispatched Cash Wheeler and hit a spinebuster on Dax Harwood for a two. FTR wanted the spike pile driver on Allen, but Sting sent Cash packing and landed a excuse me, landed a diving crossbody on Dax. Dax rolled up Sting for a good near fall here, though. He went for a tombstone pile driver, but Sting reversed it into a scorpion death drop. Death drop position. Allen locked on a coffin drop, or looked for a coffin drop. But Cash cut him off. Sting landed the Stinger Splash on both opponents and the Scorpion Death Drop on Cash. Jackson Tolley tried to bait him into splashing a chair, but Sting had it scouted and locked on the Scorpion Death Lock. Cash tried to pull his partner to the ropes, but Allen cut him off the coffin drop. Sting then pulled Dax to the center of the ring, and he pinned, tapped out to pick up the victory. So, Sting and Darby Allen pick up the victory. The recapped. The Britt Baker-Ruby Soho promo from last week's Rampage, which was really, really good and really got me excited for this match. That really wasn't that great. It was pretty good-ish, but not all that great. It was not main event caliber of a big show for sure. This match between Ruby and Britt, not big show main event at all. But before all of that, we got a sneak peek of Rose to the Top. And if you didn't know better, just by watching this promo and probably what they're going to say on Rose to the Top... You would think that Cody and Brandy started and owned AEW. Because the way they talk about AEW in this, this video package hyping up this show, you would think that it was their company and not Tony Khan. And that this Tony Khan man maybe just works for them. Because the way they speak, it's like it's their company. They run the day-to-day. They do everything. It's their final word, their decision, their everything. So that's very interesting. We also got the lineup for Rampage this week. CM Punk will take on Powerhouse Hobbs. The Lucha Bros will team up with Santana and Ortiz to take on the Hardy Family Office, Private Party, Butcher and the Blade. Anna Jay will take on Penelope Ford. Chris Jericho and Jake Hager will take on the Men of the Year. The Super Click, Adam Cole and the Young Bucks will take on Christian Cage and Jurassic Express. And in the real main event, it's a lights out match, so it's got to go on last. John Moxley and Eddie Kingston against Minoru Suzuki and Lance Archer. Then we go to our main event match for the AEW Women's World Championship. Dr. Britt Baker, DMD, against Ruby Soho. And again, the match wasn't bad, but it wasn't great. It wasn't big show main event quality at all. That a long, and I say long, I mean long, Collar and elbow tie-up at the start of the match with the bell rung. After a technical exchange, Soho landed a rising kick, led the, uh, leading to Baker recovering on the floor. Soho climbed the ropes and landed a crossbody on Rebel and Hater on the outside. She was then super kicked by Baker. And they both got... Mm, whoa, my notes are way off here. What the heck? Hold on. Um, I'm going to read this how I wrote it. Baker caught her with a super kick and a hangman's neck breaker ahead of a break. Okay, there we go. There we go. My dyslexia was kicking in and I couldn't read it right. 
Upon return from the commercial break, Soho used a head scissors to send Baker face first into the turnbuckle. She landed repeated running kicks and went for a leg sweep, but Baker countered to a forearm smash. Soho came back with a backdrop and a thrust kick, but Baker cut her off with a super kick, leading to a double down spot. We then got a little slugfest here as he traded strikes. Soho got the advantage with headbutts, but Baker swept Soho's leg and went for the lockjaw. Soho escaped, but Baker kept up the momentum. He hit a sling blade and Rebel passed Baker the glove. Soho countered a curb stomp and applied a single leg Boston Crab. She catapulted Baker into the turnbuckle and had a step up in Zaguri before a top rope senton got a good close near fall. Baker then came back with a neck breaker and a thrust kick for a two. She thought about the Pittsburgh sunrise, but Soho popped up and tried to suplex Baker to the floor. They fought on the top rope where Baker hit a nasty avalanche air raid crash for a near fall. Baker stomped Soho's face on the steps and hit a curb stomp for yet another close near fall. He argued with the referee on the count, saying it should have been a three, and Soho rolled her up for a near fall. Soho then hit the no future on Be uh, Baker and Rebel, but the distraction allowed Hader to attack, and then Baker took that advantage, locked on the lockjaw, and retained the AEW Women's World Championship. So not without help, Britt Baker wins the belt. Well, retains the belt. Wins the match, retains the belt. So again, just a match. Nothing super special. Had to have the heel have the help. She couldn't even win clean in on this big show. That's one thing that I didn't like. I thought the show was so big that you needed her to just win clean. Unless we're going, Ruby gets a rematch. I don't know. Unless we're getting Ruby gets a rematch. I don't know about that finish. Because Ruby's going to come back now and be like, Hey, Brittany, you couldn't beat me by yourself. Let's do this again. But your little cronies got to stay in the back. You know, I can see something like that. I really can. But with that, that was AEW Dynamite. They're filming Rampage right now. And yes, we will be reviewing Rampage and SmackDown this Friday night. So, it's going to be a long one, folks. It's going to be a long one. We're going to start late and we're going to end late. Also, Dan the Man says, if you have Big Brother recorded, you need to watch. It's getting close to the finale. Bro, I never missed an episode of Big Brother. Heck, I got Paramount Plus just for the live feeds. Because I watch the live feeds almost every day, brother man. So, yeah, I know about Big Brother. There's only four motherfuckers left. But with that, that was AEW Dynamite. A tremendous opening matchup and then just an average show after that. Um, Gabriel says 1 a.m. No, not for me, though. West Coast, best coast. It'll actually only be 7, start at 9 Nine o'clock, it'll start. Nine o'clock, we should be live nine o'clock Pacific on Friday night. After two hours of SmackDown, five to seven, and then seven to nine for Rampage. But with that, guys, that was AEW Dynamite. Uh, Warm says, no mention of Wyndham Rotunda. I mean, okay, he can't come in for two months anyways. He can't come till the week before um, full gear, and I know I've said before maybe he should come next week and this and that. That was before I, that was before I was corrected and realized. Oh wait, his ninety days is not up. Then I thought he was released in in, in April, 
I was thinking he was released back in April, not the June-July releases. So I got that mixed up when he was actually released. So when I was saying, oh, he should show up next week and this and that, I was wrong because I got my dates mixed up and my time and my counting of months. So, but with that, guys, that's what I thought about AEW Rampage. No, AEW Dynamite Grand Slam. God, this name was long. AEW Dynamite Grand Slam. If I had to give it a number, I'd give it a seven, th- seven and four quarters or Seven and three quarters. Not quite an eight for me, but it it was very close. Very close. I could justify people saying this show was an eight. I can for sure. Like if you told me I had to go seven, seven point five, or eight, then I would I would round up to eight. But with that let's see what you guys thought. Remember, you could be part of tonight's show by putting a super chat in the YouTube YouTube chat or by texting into 510-906-1341. Again, that number is 510-906-1341. For as the Twitch poll goes, 100% of you like tonight's show. As far as the YouTube poll, not the same. 74% liked the show. 18% thought it was just all right. And 8% did not like tonight's Dynamite. As far as the text messages do go. Versus says, will Karshita get a rematch for the AW Women's World title? I mean, eventually, yeah, but I don't know when. Versus, I think Dynamite, I think Dynamite, I think Dynamite, do you, no, no, no. If you guys can't write proper sentences, I'm not even going to read it because I'm dyslexic and that really fucks me up trying to read non-properly written, like, 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 I know I say it all the time, and some, it might come off like an ass, but let me explain myself. When I joined the military, they told me I have a slight case of dyslexia. It doesn't happen, hit me all the time, but it hits me a lot. And so when people text in, and the text message is not like an actual written-out sentence that's proper, then I try to read it, and it fucks me all up. So that's why I always say, if your text messages or your comments in the chat are not written properly, I'm just not going to read them because I can't because I get all fucked up with my dyslexia. Versus overall, I enjoyed the, the show. Great wrestling. However, I had a lot of issues with the ending of the ending of the machines. That's got to be a typo or an autocorrect. 517, let me know what you actually mean there. Ending of the machines. I don't get that. It says, I like AEW Grand Slam tonight, but... I have a question for you. Why Darby Allen and Akar Shida don't get rematch clauses for titles they lose? Because that's just what AEW does. Some people get rematches, so some people don't. Usually we... No, oh, no, let me think about it. So, trying to think. Moxley got a rematch, but he earned it by making his way back up the rankings. Cody... When he lost the TNT title to, to Brody, he just got an automatic rematch. So that was weird. But, I mean, there's no reason why my Darby and Hikaru Shida don't get rematches. It's weird. It is really weird. Also, I do have to say, I thought there was another missed opportunity tonight with something big actually happening on the show. When you're going to have this many eyeballs on the show, yeah, you had a great opening match. But you could have done something big like a title change or a debut or some sort of a big heel baby face turn. I think that was another thing that was a miss tonight. You're going to have one of your, if not your biggest viewing audience ever. And you didn't do anything massive to go, wow, 
That was a great segment. That was something I didn't see coming. I need to watch next week to see where that leads to. Like a big return, a big, like, Hangman coming back would have been great tonight. Or a big uh, debut or a title change. Ruby Soho, main event. That was, you could have argued why, why you shouldn't have. You could have argued a title change there. Or a big heel turn or a big baby face turn. They needed to do something, and they kind of didn't. And I thought they kind of just dropped the ball on that. Um, this person here says, I think AW Grand Slam did all right tonight, but I like Dan Brian Danielson and Kenny Omega went a little longer or have no time limit upon doing the match. I get that. You think they should have gone longer or had no time limit, but in AEW, all television matches that are not title matches are 30 minutes. If it is a title match, it gets 60 minutes or TV time remaining. So, to keep in line with the rules of AEW and how things go, unless someone would have said, you know, well, you know, no, 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 you no, you couldn't have just put extra time on this match. What you need to do now is come back with the rematch and say that the rematch is 60 minutes or no time limit at all. That's what you need to do. You needed the time limit draw to build to a possible rematch. It says, what are your thoughts on Brian and Omega ending in a draw? Oh, I just said that says, I do wish they could get rid of those time limits in All Elite Wrestling. They used to have time limits in WWE, but they got rid of them. The Kenny Omega, Danielson, okay, you wrote Daniel Bryanson. Match was awesome. Um, I mean, I get it. It's They want to have more of a sports feel. And in sports, especially combat sports, you have time limits. And this last person says, do you think Sammy Guevara could win the title next week? If it was tonight, maybe. If it was tonight, I'd say do it and do the title change. But next week, just randomly in Rochester? No. No, I think Miro retains the title. But something happens to get Sammy a rematch. And then Sammy can win it in the rematch. But I don't think just next week? No. I could be wrong, but no. But with that, guys, I want to say thank you for joining me here. Twitch.tv forward slash PWUnlimited, YouTube.com forward slash Pro Wrestling Unlimited, and Twitter.com forward slash PWUnlimited. Remember, guys, we'll be live again on Friday for both Friday Night SmackDown and AEW Rampage. Remember to follow us on Facebook, Facebook.com forward slash PW Pro Wrestling UL, Facebook.com forward slash Pro Wrestling ULTD. Follow us on Instagram by searching for Pro Wrestling Unlimited. And remember, we're always on Twitter. If you're not watching on Twitter right now, twitter.com forward slash PWUnlimited. So with that, guys, have a great, great night. I'm going to try and be live a little bit later. Twitch.tv forward slash Timmy Buddy playing some more Cana Bridge of Spirits. Maybe jump into some Fortnite. So we'll see what happens there. I've got a lot of work to do, so I may not be able to go live on my other channel later on. But follow me on Twitter or the community tab right here on YouTube. So that way, you know when I go live or just follow me on Twitch, twitch.tv forward slash Timmy Buddy. Turn on them notifications. Hit that follow button. That way, you know when I go live. So with that, have a great night, and I'll see you guys next time. Have a good one.